When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sanzak and Aaron Camaro. Welcome to the most comprehensive news source in the world. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am your anchor, Aaron Camaro, co-anchor Chris Sinzak, and today we're bringing you the most important news in the entire world. Yeah, com- completely unfair and totally unbalanced. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Another new noise. Not too right. Not too left wing. Not too right wing. Just right. Yeah. Just that perfect happy medium. Mm. Because we don't believe in fake news around here. We're going to bring it to you straight and let you know what's going on in the world around you. Mm-hmm. The things you need to know. Yeah, we only do the fake news on April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't done that in a long time yeah. either. Maybe we should revisit that. People get upset. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> I'm feeling like a fool right now, though. Why is that? Because I'm looking at the uh, Apple Music reviews and the uh, Facebook recommendations and the Podchaser and all that good stuff. Guess what? Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, guys. Come on. Come on, man. Aaron's going to get really emotional if you don't get it together. We've been on such a great roll. I know. Such a great roll. You know, see it come to an end. We had a really good time last week answering everybody's questions, and it got me thinking about stuff like you know iTunes reviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. And even though I never do it, I looked at that Chartable.com. Okay. And I wish I wouldn't have. Is it bad? We weren't even on there. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's been times when we've been up in the yeah. top ten. I mean, it changes like by the minute. But it though. changes all I the mean, time. But don't... when you open it up and look at it and go, oh, man, we're not listed anywhere. Well, that's it. I mean, I don't know. I've given up with charts. I don't. I don't really care anymore. No, I don't think I mean, I'm going to go back and look at that no more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like you'll have a great day where it goes high, and then right. you'll have a day where it's not on there. And then so you it's go, like, well, what? It. What happened? You know, what did we do to make it spike up like that? You'll never. I, and I've out. never had anyone give me a satisfactory answer to, as yeah. to how it how it ranks things. Oh well, so, screw it. So then. fuck it. If I need to feel bad about something, I'll just open up the file that holds all of our Apple podcast reviews. Podchaser reviews mm. and Facebook recommendations, and if yeah. I need to be brought back down a little bit when I'm feeling too good about myself, <laughs> bring I'll, down a peg. I'll go look at that, and it'll knock me right back down to reality. Well, please, people, but please yeah, help us out. We need the reviews, so it, you know. And I know Apple Music is a pain in the ass to leave, but every all of you, almost all of you, I'm sure, are on Facebook. And 
it's easy to leave a, a recommendation on Facebook. Yeah. So please do, do that at least. And it's fun because it's fun for us to read them, especially yeah. if they're funny or cool or whatever. You and know? I, I went on our Podchaser page and I think I saw a tumbleweed go by. So come on. that That's way overdue <laughs> for a review because Podchaser is a cool site. Yeah. You know, and it's still going. Yeah, it's still it's like it's like IMDb for for podcasts. So it's like, oh yeah. You know, if you look up Aaron's name, you'll not only see all of the Decibel Geek episodes, but you'll see all of the times he's appeared on other shows. Like I just appeared on Ages of Rock. Yeah, and talked about strippers, and mm-hmm. stripper music. That was a good interview. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, it'll be it's like that, and you can also like individually review episodes, which is pretty cool too. That's pretty cool. So if you get one that you really really like mm-hmm. a lot, or if you have one in the past that you always felt like that was your mm-hmm. favorite, go right down quick. Why? Yeah, you know. And we see you know we see the download numbers, and we're happy to see those. But when you do a podcast, you really don't know what people think of it. So it's right. like you know, unless you guys say what you think of an episode, even if it's not good, I'd rather know one way or the other. Yeah, because once I feel bad after looking and seeing we have no reviews, I go look and look at our download numbers and it makes me feel great again. Yeah. So I mean we we do good, but we like to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> it helps us guide the show. You know, you guys don't realize it sometimes, but you are always and always have been an important part. You're the sale of the ship that right. rolls through the stormy sea. Oh boy! If iTunes reviews and Facebook recommendations are lost, then I gotta tell you, so are we. Yeah, so leave a review so we have no more elder references for our so reviews. So are we? Yeah, I, I got it the first time. So no. we had a lot of fun last we week. Did. Anyway, we answered mm-hmm. all the questions. That Not we all could of get them. To. <laughs> well, yeah, we we missed a few. Yeah, well, Matt Ashcraft, I apologize. <laughs> we can always revisit this. You know, yeah, Some we want to do it. People just again. didn't get to see it on time, so they didn't yeah. get to leave a question and felt bad afterwards. And Mighty K, Mighty K, yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, we'll do this again. It Absolutely. was fun. It was kind of neat just to kick back and mm-hmm. see what's on your minds. You know, and yep. and answer the questions as best and honestly as we could. Yeah, I like the interactive part of that. I thought it was fun and, yeah. and it was. Good. It was cool to kind of revisit some of the past of the show too, and talk about yeah. interviews we've done because we—it's always next week, next week, next week. So it's nice to actually pay attention to some of the stuff we've done in the past. And it shows that you guys care. Yeah, you care about what we think. I you can't like believe us. it. You really, really like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you got a whole list of people that really liked last week's episode. Yeah, the geeks of the week this week. People that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter. Last week's "Ask Us Anything" episode. Geeks of the week this week are Matt Ashcraft, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Brant Cattell, Joseph Capone, Jay Shabluski, Kristen Schimbeck, Scott Crouch, David Glenn, Aaron Baker, Warren Edward Larue Baker. Mikhail Burrell, Ken J. West, Wayne Cross, Andrew Jacobs, Alan Tate, Cobras and Fire, Shane Abair, Mike Parnell, Jeff Taylor, Ernesto Aguiar, Eladio, Sean Cullen, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. Yes, thank you so much for sharing last week's episode, our big question and answer, Inquisition of Rock and Roll, right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. You want to become a Geek of the Week next week? All you got to do is share this week's episode, the latest edition of New Noise. Yeah, so we have, there's quite a bit going on in the rock world over the there's last a, week. There is, you know, I was watching the uh, the Democratic debates just the other night, you know, and what I'm I sorry. took what I took away from this. <laughs> I don't think not a one of those people could ever beat Donald Trump in an air guitar contest. I'd rather not think I just about, don't, I don't think want that visual in my head. Come on. So, you know, that's that's the political segment of our news show. I'm just going to do what I always do and do a write-in vote for Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> even him, a, de- even, he dead de- Lemmy. even he dead would run the country better a than A dead Lemmy than, than is your best choice for the future of America. Man, can't make anything worse. But, no. Uh, so, uh, so let's get to the first story and uh, – 
good old David Lee Roth looks like he's coming out of the shadows to do a uh, Vegas residency. That's cool. That's a good idea. I like that. If you can't have Van Halen out there doing it right now, why not, Dave? You know, do the residency thing. People seem to always dig that. Yeah, let me give a few facts about what's going on. It's the, it's supposed to take place at the House of Blues at Vegas's Mandalay Bay on January 8th. That's when it starts. And, um, oh, okay. So this video that was posted is like that's not it's, it's um, not going. No, already. it's like it's rehearsal video from the okay. actually SIR Studios in Vegas. And um, I guess he had let some select fans come in, and and one of them videoed some of it. Yeah, I bet you Dave don't <laughs> wish after that. Like, okay, we can let special people in, but they gotta swear not to film anything. This yeah. is just practice. Before we get to our reaction, he he described the show's format as. I am Las Vegas. I include hard rock. I include classic rock. I include rodeo. I include Gaga. I include mud wrestling. I include UFC mixed martial arts. Our music has been a part of all of that. If you say David Lee Roth to anybody, I pretty much get the phone call answered at least the first time. This is interactive in its most basic sense. The experience is not just the music and the show. It starts with two pieces of key lime pie for breakfast. David Lee Roth is Vegas, baby. We include it all. It's hard to argue that, you know, David Lee Roth, you look at him, he really could be, that guy could be the mayor of Las Vegas and no one would think twice about it. Yeah. One thing he also said in a recent... flashy and awesome. That's the Vegas way. Yeah. And he says, um, we do not sound like Van Halen Live. You have not heard this. Van Halen Live is lead guitar, bass, drums, singer. Here we bring it in the way a record brings it. To do that requires two or three guitars. We have five people hollering. It's big rock sound. It's not just a gigolo. It's not brass band. That was a quickie vacation. This is not a tribute band. He continued, I wrote these songs. I structured these songs. We bring the respect and dignity to what we are doing the same way that the Lincoln Center brings to the Beethoven Festival with the latest Philharmonic. It's a new orchestra okay. and a whole new sound. All right. Um, but not really. Because yeah. it's just a rock band up there playing Van Halen songs yeah. with David Lee Roth singing. That's what know? we saw in the vi- the video that got leaked. Um, it's little clips of like what five songs maybe. Yeah, just shows uh, some different things that he's doing throughout the show. I love. He was pissed. I love David Lee Roth, and I always have, and I always will. But oh, his um, yeah, his voice is just not there anymore. I mean, it's. But it, I gotta look at it as you know, this wasn't really something. This wasn't. I don't know. We could talk about this, I think. We talked to Rock and Ron recently, and he was at a Ron Keel show. Mm-hmm. And Ron Keel was out doing the, the pre-warm-up deal. You the know? sound check. The sound check, yeah. And um, he didn't really want people filming that. Yeah. you know. And I listened to the heard what happened, and it was just like, yeah, I get that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, as a performer, want to put it out there. You know, this is it. This is the whole show right here. Boom, enjoy that. Film whatever you want to. But in pre-practice warm-ups, you know, that's not yeah. really something you want to put out there for the fans. Right. So, like, in this instance, I would think, yeah, test run in front of a few select people, not bad, you know. Probably wasn't giving it his all. Probably wasn't putting everything into it, but wanted to get a feel for how it was going to work. And then I think the real true judge of it will be somewhere in the middle of January mm. after he's been doing it Yeah, we'll it for see what happens when it's... When he's out got for it. public consumption, yeah, exactly. You know, and um, I can I can dig that. You know, I can see like a painting and say that's a piece of art. I like to hang that in my living room. Yeah. But does the painter really want me standing over him watching him as he paints the painting? That's no, of course not. That's fair. But did you see Van Halen a couple of years back when they did the Jimmy Kimmel show and they yes. did Panama? Is that the one where he busted himself yes. in the head? 
That's a crazy video. I'm just saying his vocals on that sounded basically the same as what we saw in this video. So, and that was a That's public, kind of straight-up performance for a national TV. Hard audience. to sing when you're bleeding to death. Okay. Jeez, give David Lee Roth a break. You're a man. David Lee Come apologist. On. Come on. Let me take a hammer and bonk you on the head with it, and then let's see how the rest of this podcast goes. <laughs> yeah, and Paul Stanley has bad knees, so I'm sure that makes him lip sync. I don't know. I think Paul Stanley's still a fine dancer, and so is David Lee Roth. He's a great dancer, that's, sure. That's the best takeaway from this whole thing. He's got his dance moves down. What did you think of David Lee Roth's vocals? His dance moves looked amazing. His dance moves were amazing. <laughs> Something else I thought about while watching that, you know, David Lee Roth, he's got like the nice button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. He's got the slacks and the nice shoes, you know, the kind of shoes I'd never wear. Yeah. And, you know, a nice like suit vest on. Would you rather have David Lee Roth doing a show like this wearing a wig and wearing a oh, cool costume? Where he looks like the old days? Yeah, a little more. Maybe not completely, um, but a little bit more. If he's going to stick to the Van Halen thing, probably, I guess. I don't. I felt like. I don't know. I feel bad for Dave, like, from a fashion sense. Because he looks like David Lee Roth's grandfather now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And when you go see David Lee Roth, so if you're going to get the dance moves, I think you should have the wardrobe. Right. You know, if you're going there and going, man, this guy's an amazing singer. You got to see him perform. He does all this crazy kung fu shit. You know, he's an amazing guy to see live, you know, right. and hear sing. Then that's fine, you know. Do it plain, dress mm-hmm. down, and just perform, you know, and sing. But if you're delivering more <laughs> of a show and less than of a vocal performance, then ham it up, you know. Yeah, dress I, up a little bit. For I kind of see both points because, like, you know, for one, you'd like to see a show and you want to you want to remember him the way he was, but. Then there's also part of me that respects him for just going ahead and aging right. and saying, yeah. you know, fuck it, this I is mean, me it now. it is what it is. You I know. mean, you can't change it. And on the other side of that, you're always going to get people that are going to pick on you. Oh, sure. If no you, matter what you if do. If you put on the wig and oh, yeah. put on the bandanas and back on your when, wrists and all that stuff. You know, when him and uh, Hagar did that tour together, he was doing the whole full wig thing then and wearing, yeah. like, you know, a sequin jumpsuit right, and right. stuff. Oh, I watched a video yeah. on that, how those two just oh, couldn't boy. get along. Yeah, that's... That's a YouTube goldmine. We should yeah, do a commentary on that sometime. Definitely. We'll do that for um, VIPs because I watch yeah. that. There's some funny stuff there. Oh, boy. It makes you really not like Sammy Hagar, <laughs> but it also kind of mm. makes you not like Dave. I almost took too. the opposite away really? from it because I was like – Well, here, I watched that and what I took away from it was – because the, the premise is it's Dave right. and Sammy Hagar out on tour together and they're so different. Completely different. Like Dave is totally show business. Yeah. And Sammy Hagar is just... He's just your buddy just next music. door. Yeah. yeah. And so Dave's like the whole package, and Sammy Hagar's like a stripped-down version of that. Yeah. And those two things are so very different, very. although they're this, they're delivering the same thing in the mm-hmm. end, but they're so different in their ways going about it that they could just never coexist. It yeah. just cannot be. The two well, things cannot live together. Because it's like... Hagar is he's trying to just be friendly with the guy and, and like you know get up on stage and let's do a few songs together for the Van Halen fans and Dave's like you're beneath me I'm not gonna do that why would he do that why would he say what what would they sing you know say I'm Dave and you're yeah. Sammy okay we're gonna get up on stage together what are we gonna sing we're gonna sing one of my songs we're gonna sing one of your songs I think they would have to they would have to do one of Roth songs well I, I don't think. want you doing one of my songs I yeah. do my own songs I, and I get that you know it's a, but I mean I got, just tell you what you just do your Van Hagar thing yeah. and let me do David Lee Roth and mm. we'll keep them separate and at yeah. the end of the night you know you can see what the, the whole show right. really is and you'll appreciate it and you're like well I'm never gonna do that yeah you know the whole movie thing seemed like you know David Lee Roth going okay now this is how you make an entry 
entrance as a rock star mm-hmm. is what this is what the people want. You right. Know? And so he'd do his thing, and Sam Hager would be like, "Look at that guy. Yeah. Look at his shiny pants." You know, always trying to hog the line. Truly, two very different personalities. And neither one of them are really wrong. I don't know. I I saw, I see both of them for what they are, but I kind of felt bad for Sammy because Sammy's just trying to get along and and make everybody have a good time. And Dave's still pulling the rivalry thing from back in the 80s. Well, he's just trying to, because everybody makes that comparison. There's, I don't think there's ever been in the history of music. A lead singer replacement as divisive oh, as no. Van Halen ever. No, not even close. There's been other ones, yeah. but they pale in comparison to that. Yeah, but and I guess they eaten each of them would have valid reasons to be bitter towards the other one. Sure, because absolutely. Hagar takes over. All he hears about is oh, it's better with Dave. Yeah, I happen to agree with. I do too. Um, but then at the same time, I can see how Roth would be bitter because. Well, that's the guy that got my job, and they continued to be successful while right. I'm doing your filthy little mouth and having a hard time playing theaters. Right, true. So there's, I don't think they will ever – although my favorite line that sums the whole thing up is Roth was doing an interview on Howard Stern, and Howard was trying to drive the point. of like, why can't you guys just get along? You're both good guys. Because I think – I'm not a, fan, a super big fan of Sammy at all, especially not with Van Halen. But I get the feeling that he's a he's a decent guy. Yeah, like he'd be a cool guy to have a beer that. with. Sure. But uh, Dave just goes, "Look, Sammy Hagar wants to throw a party. I am the party." <laughs> and that pretty well sum, sums up the relationship between the two of them. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You can't argue it. So I think. You but know, I wish Roth the best with this. I hope his vocals sound better in January. Boy, and and the difference, you know, you gotta. And I'm I'm banking on this is just him feeling things out of how it could go you know this is the skeleton of what he's going to deliver in vegas right but you know to feel the difference between an arena and a theater yeah you got to beef up them vocals my friend yeah. you got to get a little better than that still can kick your head off get them boots to the ceiling when he's doing them jumps you know and yeah as far as what he's wearing i don't know i don't know what the answer <laughs> is to that i wish i did well, I wonder. Well, he's doing a Vegas residency, so I wonder what he's going to come out dressed like. He's got to be interesting. Yeah, because he he's the party, yeah. you know. So he's coming out. He's not coming out wearing what he was wearing on that video. I'm sure yeah, he's he wearing was. something shiny. I will say he's one of the most fascinating people on the planet. Absolutely. Have you ever watched the Roth Show? His yes. Video podcast. Yeah. Boy. You have to be in the right frame of mind to watch it, though. Because well, like otherwise, really, you'll be really like, what stoned? the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> really stone. You have to be ready to get hit with about you know 30 different points of view in a minute and a half. Right, right. So um, That's Dave, you know. I love that about him. So the next story is, is a sad one. Uh, James Hatfield has gone back into rehab for addiction. And wow. um, to the point to where Metallica's canceled a tour of Australia and New Zealand, which worries me because they only had basically, I think, about seven, eight weeks left on this tour and they've canceled shows to put him in rehab. So how bad yeah. must it be for him to have to go back in and, and sacrifice shows for this? Makes it seem like, you know, and this is total speculation, makes it seem yeah. like maybe there's been problems for a while. And yeah. They've been trying to get through it, but, you know, there's a breaking point sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's, it kind of surprised me because, you know, and I, everyone who's an addict, I mean, you can always slip and fall any time and, and go and fall off the wagon. But imagine being in one of the greatest bands yeah. out there going and know, touring basically. as hard as they do. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard he's, not to want to have a couple of beers after every show. But some people can't. Just but he have a couple of beers. I'm still surprised though, because I honestly, it seemed like he had it had it licked. Yeah, um, for at least, and he did for a long time. But uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I saw him here in Nashville this past year, and I mean, he didn't certainly didn't seem under any any influence on that. But uh, there's also rumors. I think, and this is probably a stupid, crazy. I was like, he probably got caught cheating on his wife, and he blamed alcohol, and now he's in rehab. Oh. But uh, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, that's speculation too. Anybody can say anything. You know, you can mm-hmm. say, "Geez, I mean, the guy's got to hang out with Lars Ulrich all the time." You know, what do you think happened to him? Of course, you're going to have breakdowns and relapses and everything else. But that's yeah. just speculation also. <laughs> and I don't really need to read the statement. It's just what you would expect. You yeah. know, our brother James has to get better, blah, we're gonna try to go go, you know, come back later. I don't know. I just, I hope he's I hope he, he gets through this. Yeah, um, all jokes and stupid speculation aside, you know, it is Metallica and it is James Hetfeld who's given us years and years and years of musical enjoyment. So, you know, of course we wish him the best and yeah. hope he pulls through it and you know, whatever the the case may be. I guess the uh, some kind of monster sequel documentary will be out in the next couple of years. You never know about that stuff nowadays. <laughs> it might not even be real. It might be just something they're yeah. filming for that. I wonder if they're going to bring back the uh, the motivational coach and all and everything. Oh Lord, that was. I always had a hard time. I was gonna. That. I was just about to ask what what was your takeaway from the some kind of monster movie? Was it hard to watch for you? It kind of ruined Metallica for me. Really? Yeah, it kind of did because it, it made like, them human. Yeah, kind of like in the same way, like the Osbournes wrecked Ozzy. Yeah, like before the Osbournes, nobody made fun of Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Everybody was a little bit scared of the guy. Nobody yeah. ever talked shit about him. But then he does that TV show, yeah. and now he's everyone's like, "Oh, Ozzy, he's yeah. a stupid idiot. He's like the he's bumbling, bumbling around, bumbling idiot. uncle, you know." And it's like, no, Ozzy's not stupid. He's super smart. You know, he's not really articulate <clears throat> when he's having a conversation. Yeah. But regardless, you know, he's from another country. You know, you know, mm-hmm. it's Ozzy. You know, and I try to defend him and everything. But but in the same way as like Metallica and their having their little arguments and, you know, being a little pissies with each other oh, yeah. and, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, come on, I don't want to. I wish I'd have never seen it, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's one of those be careful what you wish for things because you, you want to see all the behind the scenes. And right. I wonder how these guys really interact with each other. And then you see it and you might be like, oh, now I'm kind of disillusioned. Right. Um, I, I mean, I appreciate it for what it is because, you know, that's a band that, Aside from the stuff they put out before, like year and a half in the life of Metallica, you get a good sense of who they are as people on that, at least at that time, because of the making of the Black Album and the touring. But this was hardcore behind the scenes yeah. where you know, you, you're seeing actual arguments take place. I like, think is it's any of this even real? Is this is Vince McMahon behind the No, I do here? think it's real. I mean, I could tell that, especially when, when James and Lars would get into their little spats. I was yeah. like, that's definitely real. Um, my favorite of being when, uh, you know, because Lars is, it was just, you know, the, and it's the making of St. Anger, which the best thing that came out of St. Saying Anger, Saying Anger was the movie. Um, but they're like going through all these ideas, trying to come up with songs. And you could tell Lars is just trying to do something inventive on his drum parts because none of the riffs that James and Kirk are coming up with are any, are really any good. They're just kind of just generic. And so Lars is doing all this off time stuff, trying to be fancy. And you could tell James is just, and they're listening to the playback of it. And James is just shaking his head, putting his palm head in his palm. And, and he's just like, it's just jacking the vocals all up. And Lars is like, well, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make something exciting out of something that's basically boring, basically insulting James's guitar player. And then uh, James is like, I don't know. I'm just kind of used to the drummer, you know, kind of like, you know, keeping the beat and all. And that pisses Lars off. And it just, but like anyone who's I mean, I get it. You anyone know, who's been in a band screwing up. I mean, 
you're the drummer. I mean, there's a limit to the creativity yeah, that like, you can bring to a song, you know, you without, you know, yeah. sacrificing the important part of keeping it together. Yeah, and Lars is like, so you want me to play it regular? And James is like, I didn't say, I didn't call it regular. <laughs> but this is like, you're driving the song, dude, so you trying to do all this esoteric shit with your drum kit isn't going to no make wonder, it sound very good. No wonder St. Anger turned out to be so horrible. Oh, it's such a bad album. But, uh, but you know, anyone who's been in a band can relate to some of that stuff, because especially if you're around each other way too long yeah. you end up just driving each other crazy yeah but i i like it because it's interesting it's an interesting look behind the scenes but yeah there are cringeworthy moments with sure. some of those some of those fights it's like hearing stories about your number one favorite rock star peeing on the head of an old grandma <laughs> i just don't want to know that stuff but i do want to know i was kind of happy to know but that i one. don't want to know that stuff <laughs> uh, yeah a lot of people i do want to know it but i'm probably better off not yeah. to <laughs> And I felt, I think I felt most sorry for Kirk Hammett during the making of that movie. It's just yeah. like you realize what he's up against with those two. Like, like you know, there's even one part where he was like, I like, I pride myself in not having an ego. I try to shrink my ego down as far as, I'm thinking, yeah, to keep yourself sane right, in this situation. You're not going to be able to fit in the same room. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to fucking take a hike and get either, either leave or get fired. You guys figure it out, <laughs> and I'll just be over here noodling. If you need a guitar solo, you just let me know. Yeah, and I'll be right there. But otherwise, you guys just do your thing. But yeah, so I don't. You know, I hope. Uh, I hope James gets it together. I mean, odd to cancel two months of, of tour dates. I, ho- I hope he's okay. Yeah, that does suck. Especially like you said, they're getting towards the end. They, they apparently there was just no way to ride it on through. I guess not. I saw a thing that Baco posted about uh, the dude from that filled in for Queen. Uh, Adam Lambert uh-huh. that he was going to replace James Hetfield. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it was total like uh, you know sarcasm, yeah, I'm sure but not real. But um, <laughs> what's that word? Uh, parody or not parody? Satire. Satire. Yeah, yeah, total satire. But funny. Oh god, yeah, I can't imagine what those. Had a picture of him like. wearing some skin tight leather pants with Enter Sandman in bedazzles across his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But then I look at that, I go, oh, man, there's a million people reading this that think they that's think it's real. real. <laughs> oh, God. I, I hate can, Facebook for that I shit. <laughs> could go on such a rant on people that believe everything they see on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, it's scary sometimes. Or the, the idiots that, that share a, uh, a death announcement of a celebrity that died five years ago. And don't look right. at the fucking date. Or you look at something in the headlines written in a way, you go, oh, wow, what's this? And then you open it up, and it's just like wordplay that yeah. has absolutely nothing to do with what was in the article. Yeah, clickbait is a real thing. Really, really real thing. <sighs> I hate it. All right. So. Takes um, years off your life <laughs> for no nothing in exchange. Now we're going to do something really different today. We're going to talk about Ace Frehley. All right. <laughs> has he peed on an old grandma's head lately? As far as I know, he hasn't. That's um, great. Not for at least 13 years, right? Yeah. That's good. So, uh, original Kiss guitarist Ace Fraley is up for a reunion of the original band, but only if the price is right. Of course. Speaking to Rock Candy Magazine, he discussed a wide range of issues, including his bad boy reputation and his current relationship with Paul and Gene. But the really exciting news is that Fraley is still willing and ready and willing to perform with Kiss as the band continues its end of the road tour. It would be nice to go back out with them again. But it's not my call. I think we all have a really good relationship now. I text Paul back and forth, and we've worked together as I have with Gene. I would con- I, I would seriously consider it, but the money would have to be right. I'm not going to take Tommy Thayer's salary. Well, no, of course not. I mean, that's – I mean, he could, and deep down he probably would, but that is a hell of a kick to the pride to do that. I mean, that becomes more of a contention of – 
you pay him because you no. respect him because he was an originator of the band. You know, he's not just a fill-in guy, which Tommy Thayer, love him, hate him, whatever. He is a fill-in guy. Mm. Totally awesome at what he does. He probably nobody in the world better to play that role. Yeah. But he is a fill-in guy, and I'm sure he is a salaried employee. Valid, except... Ace, even if you feel this way, don't go in and do an interview and say it. Are you trying to guarantee that you never get a job offer? Because that's going to do nothing but piss Paul Stanley off. What happened to the whole Gene Simmons? The gloves are my off. Wife? Yeah, what happened to that? They interview I mean, him about that story, and then gone. So they they bring that up, uh-huh. and he basically goes, "Look, uh, there was some issues with Gene and Rachel at the time." last year but i've since removed myself from it so now people are speculating that he's kicked her to the curb huh and that's also why he's now saying these nice things about wanting to be back in the band again but still don't say i'm not don't say i won't take tommy thayer's salary even if you feel that way save that for the negotiation table don't say it in a fucking interview yeah i mean i just i don't understand his thinking sometimes it's like you if you really want to get back in the band saying shit like that is not going to help you that is true <laughs> that is true but, uh, he, but he's right i he shouldn't i'm not saying he's not that he's wrong but i agree with you but you all know, he's doing is he's doing that to fire tact. up fans use a little tact but he think i guess he thinks saying that kind of stuff is going to fire up fans to pressure gene and paul but Gene and Paul don't care about what people the fans that, think. And they won't even play their favorite exactly. songs in concert. <laughs> and most of the fans that want Ace back and Kiss don't give a shit about Kiss these days. Right. They don't bother with them. But they would go if well, Ace they would, was in the band. But it's not a life or death situation. I bet it means more to Ace to get back into the band than most of the fans these days. I, I mean, yeah. as a Kiss fan, I don't care if Ace ever comes back to the band. I really don't. It would be cool, sure. I'm but still going to stand by my statement from like a year ago that when this farewell tour is over, uh-huh. there will be another farewell tour with the original with the original members. Maybe another, and I don't even have this in the show, the uh, the prep stuff today. But um, apparently, I don't know if it's the same interview because I haven't read the whole thing. But somebody they asked Ace about um, why hasn't uh, why haven't you done anything with Peter? You know, and uh, yeah. he said that he extended an invite to Peter when his band was in the area, and Peter declined. Really? And then he said, but I, he's like, I know Peter's health isn't the best right now, so maybe that had something to do with yeah. it. Two things here. One, Peter's health is his business, and I don't think that was really cool of Ace to say something, yeah. even if something is wrong. See, Ace, he's always just... Stop speaking yeah. for other people. Yeah. <laughs> and two, um, from what I, I've heard from people behind the scenes... Peter really doesn't like Ace that much anymore. Yeah. And if you read his book, you'll you'll understand sure, why. Oh yeah, totally. Um so I don't I just and I honestly and like Pete I think Peter had to be coaxed with some money to show up at Gene's vault event and he stayed there for all of, you know, a minute and a half and left. Didn't really? didn't do a and a gave Gene a hug, said hi to the fans on a microphone and then got his vault and left. Wow. Like, didn't want to stick around at all. And I'm sure he got paid just to do that. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think he wants anything to do with Kiss anymore. I really don't. I think to him, he, he, he when retire, when he said he was retiring, I think he meant he's retired. Yeah, and you can't, you know, take I don't know, but for that. At know? the same time, though, when it, you know, two times in the last few years, Rob Zombie's played in his area and he showed up and played drums with him. Really? For a song. Yeah, because he's... Zombie's not Kiss. But he's buddies with John 5, and John yeah. 5 talks him into it. But it's odd that... So maybe he's just like anything to do with Kiss. I'm not going to so do. Peter can still play. It's not that he can't play drums anymore. No, I I'm mean, sure he can at play. Least for a couple he of couldn't songs. do a tour though. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think his his body's up to doing a tour. And that's fine. Um, 
But I don't know, man. Ace just Ace and Paul are like becoming my least two favorite members of the band. That's kind of sad to say. Yeah, because Ace just kind of says dumb shit sometimes. Well, it's just you want to get back in the maybe band and quit running Peter, your mouth. Maybe that's why Peter don't want nothing to do with well, him. Because yeah. he hears him say shit like that in the new media. And like, damn it, dude. You know, whether I'm having health issues or not, yeah. it's not in your place to speculate and say I am to some interviewer. It's funny how Peter Chris has become like the most well-respected member of the band because he never says anything he just keeps his mouth shut he's like i don't want any part of your damn circus um and gene gene a close second because honestly i think gene's handled himself pretty good over the last few years was there any uh update on his health condition i know we talked about that on um, torpedo dudes a little bit just speculation i mean he's posted pictures from his house where he's hanging out with his dogs and stuff so i mean whatever it is must have been relatively minor okay and they also just announced you know more shows and they they rescheduled those shows and um they just got announced the headline um download festival in england so right. oh, that's um, cool which led to some crazy speculation which i wouldn't buy any anything into this initially when they put the flyer out it had the you know the end of the road style kiss logo yeah they removed it and put the old school one that's like you know orange and red yeah yeah and of course people are like does this mean that the, the re, that they're reunited. I'm like, come wow. on, it's just a, that's some wishful yeah, thinking. It, Those are wishful yeah. thinking fans, right? There. I think the truth is, looking it just, for something. The logo kind of disappeared into the background, so they put a different logo on. Yeah, but uh, you know, and I the rumor I heard was that it was kidney stones, but I don't know how accurate that is. Well, that ain't so bad. No. You know, that you can get taken care of and get right back on the road. But yeah. it's something that once you're experiencing it, you need to stop what you're doing and get it handled. But yeah, I mean, you know, with. And, you know, this crosses my mind more and more as time goes on with, um, you know, Rick Ocasek from the Cars died, Eddie Money died, yeah. and they're all right around the same age as the guys in Kiss. And it's just, it kind of hits me lately. I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to start losing guys from the band soon. We're lucky you know. we've had them around as long we as we are. have, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I think most people like, would have never we, thought Ace and Peter would have lived this long. Sometimes you don't realize that you're getting older until things like that happen. Yeah. So you look around and say, holy shit, I'm older than the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. It starts making you feel old, wow. you know, and you start thinking, wow, there's good. there goes Eddie Money, there goes Rick Ocasek, yeah. there goes this guy, there goes that guy, you know, Lemmy, Dio, on down It's just going to get worse for us. <laughs> and so every time something like that happens, it makes you feel old. But I don't think I'm ever going to truly feel, feel real old uh-huh. until Kiss is all dead. Because well. when that happens, when I look around in my life and be like, all the members of Kiss are dead. Mm. I'm, I know I'm old as shit. Well, it's, it's a morbid thought, but you yeah. know that it's likely in the next decade that'll happen. That'll be the right. case. That's terrible because they're all up in the in their early seventies now. That's terrible. I don't want to. <clears throat> yeah, we talk about Kiss going away as a band. <clears throat> yeah, but, but they might be dying. So, and some people have said, you know, Paul and Gene are going to play till they one of them kills over. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Isn't that the dream? I mean, know, that's what a lot of musicians band. plan to do. To just die on stage. Yeah. That's my happiest place. And like everybody's like, oh, Kiss, there's money grubbing and all that. And maybe they are, but – and like why is Paul trying to do all this, you know, after all this damage to his voice? I just think I, there's something like whatever drove them to become musicians in the first place is keeping them doing it. Sure. Because they can't imagine living without it. Right. And it's it's kind of like a legacy thing too, knowing, you know, when we get to be 70, I would imagine we're going to start thinking about our lives and what – kind of mark we left on the world you know mm-hmm. and and what kind of legacy we'll be leaving behind because then you get to the point where you're a lot closer to death than you were you know 30 years yeah. ago and so you start taking things a little more seriously i would imagine and start looking at your life and going 
oh, what more can I squeeze out of it? You know, I don't mm. know how much time I got left, but I know it's not, you know, 50 years. Right. What can I squeeze out of this life, you know, now yeah. while I can, while I can still get up and move around and do some of the things I mm-hmm. used to do? What else can I give it? But I just think that a lot of the guys that are musicians are just used to that treadmill of a lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like if even if they take breaks, they're like, can't wait to get back on the road. Yeah. You know, Gene like, said that in interviews for decades where he's sad the day that a tour ends because yeah. he wants to immediately get back on the road again. That's just all they know. I would imagine because you then you get home and you sit there Everything and stops. you look around yeah. and go, wow, now this what? is freaking boring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's like a high-speed lifestyle when you're on the road. It changes every day. I always remember, like, the Nikki Six heroin diaries. Like, things were bad on the road, but they got way worse once he got locked into his house and they were off the road and, you know, nothing better to do but to do all the heroin you can get your hands on kind of thing. Right. Or at least you're on the road, you're preoccupied with life, and then yeah. everything stops. Yeah. It's got to be know. a difficult sure. transition each time. So uh, here's a, this is one I was interested to to talk about. D. Snyder slams the NFL for ignoring heavy music when choosing the Super Bowl halftime show performers. I 100% agree with that. They got no problem playing Ozzy and mm-hmm. all kinds of kick-ass rock music during the games. Yeah. Like the DJs that are up playing the music in between the plays, they're all playing Metallica right. and Ozzy and Ted Nugent and Kiss yeah. and all kinds of cool stuff. But when it comes to the halftime show... You get Beyonce or something. I mean, yeah. what's what's the difference? If you know the fans react to that music during the game, what would make you say, oh, well, if they love all this cool metal that they're playing, these upbeat, rocking, welcome-to-the-jungle type songs, then they're really going to love it when we bring out CeeLo Green. <laughs> you know, um, what's the thinking behind that? I'll play devil's advocate and tell you why they don't do it. I'm going to say this from the perspective of I'm the NFL. Okay, so let's let's use Ozzy Osbourne as an example. Right. I'm here pitching to you, NFL. Hey, you know, you guys have been doing all these weird things for halftime, but what about Ozzy? Yeah. You guys play all kinds of Bark at the Moon and Crazy Train and yeah. stuff, and the fans are all re- reacting to it yeah. and loving it. Why not Ozzy at the halftime show? Because it's... Because that music is exciting to hype the crowd up during the game because it helps, like, build motivation for the game. However... We're not just dealing with what's hyping people up during the game. We're dealing with what advertisers are paying for and what's going to keep get the most eyeballs to tune into this halftime show. One, if they book a rock band, it's already football is already dominated by a male audience. Okay, that's unquestionable. Um, so therefore, you need to pull in female audience. What's going to pull in the female audience? Is Kiss being booked going to pull in the female audience, or is J Lo being booked going to pull in a female audience? I don't Who is know. more relevant today in mainstream music, J-Lo or Kiss or Ozzy? Well, J-Lo. I don't know if J-Lo is a good example. Take like a Cardi B or something that's but still, relevant now. Something that's been relevant in the last 20 years because Kiss is heyday, Ozzy's heyday much longer ago. Yeah. It's basically a but thing. I mean, Kiss is still pretty damn big. I get that. And Ozzy's still the man. Still popular, but 
in the overall scheme of worldwide music listeners, it's niche compared to J-Lo and Shakira, which is what we're getting this year. So do you think it's like Pepsi coming in going, no, 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 you can't use a band like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all it's all based on dollars. It's who's paying for the halftime show. Because these massive companies, they also kind of sponsor artists. They right? absolutely have a say in who gets put in there. commercials and yeah, stuff like that. totally. You know? yeah. And they don't want rock, old school rock and roll. They want something that's considered hip now. Of course, it's corporate marketer people, so it's something that was hip 20 years ago, like J-Lo. Right. Yeah. So that tells you all you need to know. It's people that aren't really experts in music, probably just surface music lit fans, but they like, we want this person, so therefore the NFL gives them that person. That's why you had Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. And then the few years back, we got Aerosmith, which was great, but they you know, saddled them with Britney Spears and, right. and oh, Mary J. Blige, I think. Um, it's another thing that irritates me about it. It's like, even if they get an artist, they want to shoehorn all these celebrity guests in with them and try to get five songs in a 10-minute performance. It's like, just do two good songs by yourself and be happy right, with yeah. it. Quit trying to that's make it into need. something it's not, because it's always a train wreck when they do that shit. Yeah. But that's why. That's why you're not going to get a, a hard rock or a metal band. Well, that sucks. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't you like guys, it either. NFL, you become too corporate. <laughs> They've light, been too corporate for up. decades, dude. <laughs> lighten up, Goodell. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that'll happen. All right. What do you think his favorite band is? Roger Goodell. Mm. I think he has one. Maroon 5, maybe. Yeah. That's who yeah. had the Super Bowl last year, right? I have no idea. It is. I don't even remember. It's it's yeah, so unmemorable. It was, that, that whole Super Bowl sucked. But this year, it'll be the Chiefs and the Packers. So. The last time that I tuned <laughs> into a Super Bowl halftime show where I didn't get up and walk away from it was Prince. Yeah. And, and Prince, I don't know Prince that anyone will talk. Wailed, that was you know? probably the best yeah. one ever. Oh, of all time. Yeah. For sure. All right, so it's too late for Kiss to top that now. Yeah, I don't want to see Kiss do it now. No. <laughs> Although using vocal tapes is pretty normal for Super Bowl halftime performances. 96 should have been the that, year. That would have been the year to do it. Or 2000 when they were doing the yeah. farewell. ACDC would be the perfect. Oh, absolutely. See, they could do it. And they play ACDC yeah. half the discography by the end of and the I think first half. They're you know? big enough with the female audience, too. Yeah. Even bigger than Ozzy. Yeah, why not ACDC? They would be great for it. We should petition the NFL. They have the best shot of any rock band, I think. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're probably some right. Some people think Metallica, but I think they're well, they, they Metallica would Metallica right in. Yeah, there. but they might scare some people off. ACDC still pretty mainstream sounding. Yeah, cuz they can go in there and play a couple of songs yeah. you've heard a million play times. Play you shook me all night long. And Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells or, yeah. or Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell, whatever. Yeah. Whatever Pepsi deems appropriate. Right. Assholes, Coca-Cola, <laughs> whichever. I want your take on this story cuz I don't know how to take this. In a recent interview with 107.7 The Bone radio station, Fozzie singer Chris Jericho spoke about his previous characterization of his band as a 17-year overnight sensation. It says, when Judas, the song came out, it became kind of the elusive hit single, he said. I think we're at 32 million views on YouTube or something like this. It put things in a different world. And then Painless and Burn Me Out were both top tens following that up. It just took us to another level. People say, are you surprised? I'm not surprised because I knew it was going to happen. It was just the right place at the right time for the right band with the right group of songs. So the best part of it was we were ready for it. When the record exploded, we had a great rock and roll band that was very tight that had been playing for years. Like you said, a 17-year overnight sensation. So we were very prepared for all these successes and all these big opportunities like playing with Nickelback or Iron Maiden at a stadium. To know that we're going to be doing a stadium with Iron Maiden, you can't be a band that doesn't have confidence 
you can't because you'll get eaten alive by the fans, by the production. We know exactly what we're doing. So when we go on stage with a band like that or Nickelback, we set up our stuff and take it off so fast. They're like, what happened? We have a crew that's completely knowledgeable, and they're like ninjas when the band are like ninjas, and that comes from experience. That's cool. And then we, then we get to the... That's good. I like all that. But he gets to a point in here where he basically says that he, he says, I'd expect nothing less than arenas for us in the future. Do you really think Fozzie's going to become an arena rock band like on their own? I don't know about I think he's own. delusional if he thinks that. I mean, because he mentioned, you know, being on them big stages with bands like Those Iron Maiden. Opening slots. Right. True. True. But technically. I saw Caroline Spine in, a, in an arena. <laughs> and the Melvins. Yeah. And Trickster. Yeah. Yeah. True. The, that doesn't make them arena bands. <laughs> that means you got a lucky break. I mean, they were playing <laughs> at the arena. Uh, yeah. We're an arena band now. <laughs> And the, and you gotta love Chris Jericho. I love if, I love if, his confidence. If nothing else, for his confidence <laughs> and his assuredness, you know, and and to give props to his crew, you know, yeah. like that, and to and to take an interview and take time to go, hey, you know, we're the band and everything, mm-hmm. and everybody likes us, but don't forget about these ninjas over here that are tearing yeah. this stuff and up and cool. down, and you know, but I like that too. Are they as big a deal as he's making them out to be? Like, I get that Judas had a lot of streams. But like, is that really? I don't know. I'm not following their their touring and what numbers they're doing. Are they really doing that big big of numbers now? Well, you got to figure they got like the double front attack. You know, the yeah. double attraction there, where you got people that are fans of the of the band Fozzy and yeah. love the music, and you got the people that want to see their favorite wrestler yeah. Chris Jericho fronting this band slash podcaster, and then, and, and then you got people that yeah. love him for his he's podcast got an audience just from that that want to see it, and you got people like me that love the podcast, love the professional wrestler, and love the yeah. band Fozzy. Maybe that is pulling in bigger numbers for so, than I what mean, they used to. I'm sure they're doing better than most. I just was. But say you, you're not gonna be playing arenas in the future, bud. Maybe I he mean, believes that. Maybe he don't. But he said it. I, I mean, I do like the the confidence in that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I he didn't I, specify. You're like opening for Maiden, you know, opening yeah. for Ozzy. Yeah. But I mean, if they're still in the arena playing. That makes you an arena band. Okay. <laughs> do you think like if you're saying like? Do you see Fozzy on a co-headlining arena tour with the Foo Fighters? Or Disturbed or something like that. I would say they're just as big as Disturbed. Yeah, no. There's disturbed? no way. There is no way they're bigger. They're as big as Disturbed. Is Disturbed even that big anymore? Oh, yeah, dude. They're still very, they still pack arenas. Would you put them up there with Godsmack? I would say Disturbed is probably bigger than Godsmack. Really? Especially after the, the success of the Simon and Garfunkel cover. That that, oh. that put them into a whole different stratosphere. Yeah, that. Oh, that's a great cover. You don't uh, like that? It's all right, I guess. Oh, that's an amazing performance. Hmm. They were always good at taking songs, like soft, slow songs like that, and changing them in a way that makes them cool, I guess. But I, I mean, that was something else. But no, I... <clears throat> and Godsmack, it's like that. I do get tired of... People in our age group going, oh, there's no band that's going to replace Kiss or Iron Maiden. Or there are bands that are doing it. Maybe not quite to the level, but you've still got and like you've got Disturbed, you've got Godsmacked, Blink One Eighty Two. Whether you like them or not, were a massive band that still actually does really well on the road. Really, Green Day is still a massive band. They yeah, still play right. stadium dates overseas. And they play arenas to this day. Don't count overseas. We're talking about All America. Right. Where, but still, they they're still an arena band, yeah. and it's just like you I may mean, not like those I mean, bands. Trickster's huge overseas. Okay, 
Why does Trickster have to come up every five minutes? Because they're the perfect example a lot of times. But Green Day still is a is a, a very well respected band. There's bands that just because we don't like them doesn't mean that they're not carrying the torch. Yeah. So I mean, I see Fozzy on a lot of uh, posters and advertisements for these big festivals, and yeah. their their name is usually right up there. I need to ask Joe Polo because he he just saw them in Atlanta like yeah. last night. I think. I mean, they're a great band. Let's see what kind of what kind of audience they're drawing. And I love the music. I think yeah. it's cool. I think they're. I like the way that Fozzy always kind of stuck to their guns. They didn't really change their sound too much to yeah. fit whatever was popular. They kind of, I mean, that first album was weird and different than everything else. Yeah, but, but they other, were just finding but, their feet. But other than that, you know, moving forward, there's always been a steady progression with Fozzy yeah. without without changing so much that what, what the fans that liked albums like Happenstance, yeah. it, you know, wouldn't dig the new album, you right. know, but still growing and progressing in a cool way you know i i put fozzy right up there i'd say yeah. but they're not up there with disturbed yet i think so no i think so put it to we'd you the to, listener we'd have to what get do the, you say yeah we'd have to get the stats and the album sales yeah. and all that stuff if you really wanted to break it down but into i want a scientific experiment i want feedback on this point on the facebook page for this episode fozzy versus fozzy versus disturbed which one would you say is the bigger band it's got to be Disturbed. I'd say it's got to be pretty much even. No, I don't even think it's close. Huh? Disturbed has had way bigger track record of actual hits. But again, I think still Jericho being Jericho brings a lot more to it than just fans of rock music. No, he does, and that's they, probably what that's a whole another. That's a whole another you know group of people that don't show up to Fozzy if they don't know who Chris Jericho is. Mm-hmm. No matter how good the band is, but no is matter, that a crush? No matter if. Is it a crutch or is it a benefit? I don't know. I'd call it a benefit. But I mean, is it, it a crutch right up there with disturbed? Is it a no? Come on. But is it a crutch to them being viewed as legitimate? At this point, like I guess well, half not. the crowd is wrestling fans. At first, I bet you it was, but as the popularity grew, I know Aaron Baker's going to chime in on this. He loves Fozzie. Uh huh. And we talked about this a little bit last week. Is like to use the example of our podcast. You know, how do you grow your numbers? Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, you oh, stay totally. with it. You know, yeah. this band started way back in the nineties. Oh, I respect them, and but they're not as big as Disturbed. It. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I guess, no, there's no. I way. guess we'll put it to the people and find out. Okay. I think so. All right. So let's go to the next story. But yeah, Michael Sweet, uh, for a solo record, just released the lyric video for Son of Man. It's just a song with a duet with uh, Queensryche's Todd Latore. And uh, I think <clears throat> this song is a fucking beast. It is. It's badass. It's so good. I just, I love it. And like the way that they're trading off the lines for the but for the verses with each other. That's cool. I like that when you get that. Two superstar yeah. singers appearing together on a song. Yeah. And uh, it t- works here for t- sure. Todd LaTorre kind of bringing the Bruce Dickinson vibe to I me. I was thinking about it's, that. When I listened to that, that yeah. really made me think, wow, this guy really was an Iron Maiden fan when he was young yeah. growing up. And then it made me think, you know, seems to me like Todd LaTorre would be a way better fit for Iron Maiden back in the day when they got Blaze Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they get him then? I think you would have been a better fit for Iron Maiden than Blaze Bailey. Well, quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Almost anybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, he was probably just a teenager at that time. Hmm. I don't think he's, he's very old. Yeah. He's I probably about our age. Sense. But yeah, I'm excited for this record, man. Um, coming out on Rat Pack on October 11th, which is right around the corner. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. It features an all-star guest lineup that includes Rich Ward of Fozzie, who we just talked about, Jeff Loomis of Arch Enemy, Andy James, Tracy Guns. If Fozzie was a bunch of nobodies, Michael Sweet wouldn't be <laughs> hanging out with them, right? I'm telling you. Where did I say they were a bunch of nobodies? <laughs> I love that you take me and say they're not as big as disturbance. And these guys fucking suck. I'm really learning from this whole headlines thing. Oh, man. 
Don't brand bold me like that. Oh, no. How uh, dare you? <laughs> yeah. Also, Tracy Guns, Joel Hoekstra from Whitesnake, Gus G of Firewind, Howie Simon, Ethan Broche, Marzi Montezari of Exhorter, Will Hunt of Evanescence, John O'Boyle, Mike Kurt, Ian Raposo of Firstborn. But yeah, it's a hell of a lineup of people. Badass. I want to hear what Tracy Guns yeah, is going to do Yeah, that's what I was here. just thinking. But yeah, I mean, as cool as this was, I mean, yeah. what's Tracy Guns going to do with him? That's awesome. But I'm yeah, I'm excited for this. And he also said in another interview recently that uh, that Striper's going into the studio January, yeah. February, and next album's going to be even crazier than this this last one. Nice. I so, can't wait. Yeah. I'm more excited about the new Striper music than I am about the old classic albums. I, I kind of am, too. I mean, they're, I've never seen a band that's this far into their career that's just, you know, really running on just great creative yeah, spirit right definitely. now. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that new song kicks ass. A+. Plus, yeah. Most definitely. So let, you want to go to a song that might have a very different grade? <laughs> Sure. Um, Choir Riot has uh, released another song, and boy, are they going through some change right now. The vocalist on this album, James Durbin, who you guys probably remember from American Idol, just left the band right as they finished complete, finished work on this record, which is becoming a trend for Quiet Riot, it seems. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on in the world of Quiet yeah, Riot right now. They had um, the last album they did, uh, I don't remember, the guy's name was Sean something. He was the singer. And then he left the band right before the album came out. And they, and that one, they re-recorded all the vocals with Jizzy. Right, yeah. So they should have done that with this one. And that's people were immediately asking Frankie that. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. Um, no, they re-recorded it with Durbin. Oh, yes, right. So Durbin, Durbin replaced the guy. Right. And then, yeah, then they went back in and re-recorded the album so that when it came out, it made more yeah. sense because this is the current lineup. Road Rage, that was the album. But yeah. then this one, they record it with James Durbin. Right. And as soon as it's done, he leaves the band, which yeah. is weird, you know. But I guess when you look at the whole big picture, I just think it might be something you want to walk from, well, not I, be associated with. He's kind of hit a ceiling on who he's going to get exposure to right. with doing the Quiet Riot thing. And he's still a young guy. Right. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't blame him for doing it. Um, he probably makes just as much money if he just found some good players and went out as James Durbin. Probably. Really? I don't get the impression Quiet Riot's making money hand over fist right now. So, What is the definition of Quiet Riot in 2019? I mean, I listened to this song that you played for me, yeah. and it's like there's nothing about that song that makes me, even if I never knew what it was, to guess this is Quiet Riot. Yeah, it doesn't have any of their old school sound to it. But is there anybody left in Quiet Riot? I mean, <laughs> well, even live right now, Frankie's not even playing drums for him. That's what I what read. What the fuck? That. So you've got Frankie's the only original member yes. left in Quiet Riot, the drummer. Yeah. I mean, granted, he was a founding member, yeah. a huge part of it, a part of the band's personality. He was the drummer. Right. So the bass player, the guitarist, mm-hmm. the singer, everybody's gone. Yeah. This is not Quiet Riot anymore. Oh. And, you know, on top of that, then nobody knows what's going on with Frankie, but he's not showing up at a lot and of And he's these not shows. explaining why he's he's gone. So my question to that then is, are the Quiet Riot fans really pissed off at this? I mean, I would if somebody so. says, oh, yeah, Quiet Riot, I freaking love them. They're coming to town. And they go to the show. And it's Jizzy Pearl or James Durbin, whoever singing, mm. and there's not a single original member of Quiet Riot up on that stage. Like nobody has ever in the classic era of Quiet Riot ever been a member that's currently playing. This is completely and honestly That's a tribute band. A tribute band. Yeah. Man, I oh. I guess an officially sanctioned tribute band because Frankie owns the name. Yeah. But it's, it's not it doesn't do you call seem it right. That? You know, and I get, you know, Jizzy Pearl's money. 
You know, and if you can pay him to come in and sing yeah. for your band, your band's probably going to be way better for it. Yeah, he's a great performer. But this seems below Jizzy Pearl to me. He's taking gigs where he can get them. I man. know he has, and I know he does, and he's going to make that money because he's going to get out there and earn it, and he's going to take whatever situation he's in yeah. and make it better. You know, I still he, wish gonna, he would get a higher I, profile. I would gig. go see Quiet Riot if they played here tonight. I would buy a With ticket. I would him. definitely go see Quiet Riot, but I'd be going to see Jizzy Pearl, right? And hopefully, maybe he busts out some love hate songs. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, and like that—that that song that it's like it's not a poorly written song, but. Good Lord. I mean, like, all you hear is Durbin's vocals and the drums. Like, the guitar and bass are completely buried in the mix. And it's just like, who, did Frankie produce this himself? I'm sure. I, if I were to take a guess, I mean, Quiet Riot ain't got the money to go hang out with Michael Wagner for the, a couple of weeks. You know, and no disrespect to Frontiers, because we love those people, but it's just, it's produced so awfully. And the album cover is oh, one the, of the, al- the artwork is ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. It's one of the life. worst album covers I've ever seen. It's a goofy cartoon of the Quiet Riot guy wearing the mask, but he's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, it's called Hollywood Cowboys, which is Lame a all. very unoriginal name, too. Lame old. It's just There's nothing cool about it, this album. It nothing. feels incredibly uninspired. And like a complete cash grab. I haven't heard the whole album, so I shouldn't say that. No, but, I want to listen to the whole but thing. But looking at it, I'm not. I'm it, not. It, it doesn't bode well. It, if, I, <laughs> if I were a huge Quiet Riot fan, which I, I really can't claim to be, you know, I'm I mean, not. I respect them because yeah. they were one of the first I bands to come out the of the Sunset Strip. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for Slade, there probably wouldn't be a Quiet Riot. Come but, on, feel the noise was like one of the first videos I remember really, really getting into on yeah, the TV. Definitely, because yeah. that was cool, and it was one of the first I would bands wait for that it to really, come on. yeah, for sure, yeah. But now I feel bad for the hardcore Quiet Riot fans. I yeah. really do, you know. And I don't know how many of them are out there, but <laughs> if they were to go to a show and if they are fans of the original, they'd be like, "Wow, that Jizzy Pearl was awesome, and the band was good." But what is this? Why? What makes this Quiet Riot? There, there, there is no Quiet Riot in 2019. And man, again, you know, couldn't Frankie Benali make just as much money out doing the Frankie Benali All Star Band? No, because the name the name carries a lot of cachet. That's, why, that's why Rat got the Rat guys have been fighting over that name for for a decade. But then again, it's fake headlines again. Yeah. You know, you're you're reading Quiet Riot, but then you open it up and walk on in, and that's not what you're getting. Right. You know, and I just I hate to even talk about it that way because Jizzy Pearl is so fucking awesome. Again, I feel like I get it. But honestly, I feel like this, your this whole situation is below Jizzy Pearl. He should be doing his own damn thing because he's too awesome to be wrapped up in a fake band. I would hate somebody to come in and see them play and go, I don't like this. I don't like that guy because mm-hmm. this is all bullshit and not give him the proper chance to win you over as a fan of rock and roll. Right. Yeah. I think people, somebody that's a real Quiet Riot fan would feel deceived. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully Jizzy Pearl, when you see him, they go, holy shit, that guy's so freaking awesome and this band is so good that I don't care. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is, you know? Hopefully that is what it is. But I don't know. Maybe that's what James Durbin probably thought too. Yeah. How can I be a part of this band when afterwards I want to sign autographs or sell T-shirts or whatever and everybody's pissed because not a single one of us are actually Quiet Riot. Right. That would get old after a while. Well, so you ready to move on? Uh, yeah, what else we got? Uh, well, I was going to talk about the latest in Vinnie Vincent, but... Who? But why bother? <laughs> no, I want to know. Do we really want to go there? Yeah, I want to uh, know. It's, 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 not, the, nothing it's exciting. part of the saga. 
Oh boy. Um, I mean, we got a okay. This is where I've as, got some behind-the-scenes stuff I'll share on Torpedo, dude. All right, as a newscaster, though, you know, sometimes you don't like to deliver the news. Sometimes you don't want to talk about a certain thing, but you have a responsibility as a journalistic broadcaster right here on this very job newsworthy, newsworthy show, <laughs> the Decibel Geek Podcast. You have a responsibility to bring people to Vinnie Vincent News. But as co-host of the show, we're also considered the news director, and the news director can say, eh, I'm not talking about that. But what about the editor-in-chief? Is that you? Yes. And I say, damn it, we're running with these Vinnie Vincent headlines, whether they're fake or not. Are you threatening me? No. Okay. So we, where are we with Vinnie Vincent? He announced some kind of Christmas show? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll we talk about that. Yeah, about he's this? doing a – he's calling it uh, Merry Metal Christmas, and um, it's a two-day thing at SIR. And um, it's more, more uh, Q&A, more meet and greet, more um, – Supposed shredding and, um, and the sweetest salad bar and, you've ever and an amazing seen. salad bar, all for the low, low price of five hundred dollars. And brilliant planning two weeks before Christmas. Let me tell you. Yeah, because that's when it, <laughs> that's when people are looking at their family members, going, "You know what? Yeah. Screw you guys. I'd rather give yeah. five hundred bucks to yeah. Vinnie Vincent." Yeah, kids, I was going to get you something nice for Christmas, but it's all going to a uh, has been guitar player. Oh man, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's way to go, Vinnie Scrooge. Yeah, Vinnie trying Scrooge. to ruin Christmas now too, aren't you? The whiz who stole Christmas. There's <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of sad children on Christmas morning oh. when Daddy's sitting over on the corner noodling with a pink flying V that he bought for God knows how much. Sorry, kids, you're not going to college or getting Christmas this year. Yeah, thank Vinnie Vincent. Because I got for a that. shred. Yeah. Damn it. But yeah, he's doing that here, and um, Wiz who stole Christmas. My goodness! Apparently, the the haters are invited this year. Oh, really? Yeah. If you want to pay, if you got five hundred, you want to pay five hundred dollars. So, if you um, and I wanted to spend five hundred bucks, he would allow us to go. That's what they're claiming. Does that say that, like, on the Rock and Pod weekend, if we'd have showed up at that thing, he wouldn't have let us go? I don't know. And now we are because I don't know. I didn't. Uh, know that well, we that were. was a very exclusive invite only oh, okay. thing. But apparently, this. It's uh, you still have to like go through his fanager and uh, okay. and pay five hundred dollars <laughs> through PayPal, and I don't know. And Steven's a good guy. I have no problem with Steven. Um, but he's running things for Vinny now, and my hat's off to him. Good luck yeah, with that. That's bro. as we found over the years. Um, that's a very unenvious job. It, very much. Um, but I wish him all the best. If he's if it works for him, great. But yeah, I guess they're and you know they're supposed to be playing um, you know master tapes from Guitar Mageddon and stuff like that and. Stuff no one's ever heard before, and what's master tapes of that? Like you know, stuff he hasn't released. Oh, okay. Uh, like like the master sound. The, like the, so, you're, on the album it sounded like this, but on the master tapes it sounds like this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then they're gonna have on display, you know, stuff like you know, like the shirt he wore on the Lick It Up cover, or the belt, and stuff like that. And didn't we see that in Atlanta? No. Well, that was there were some shirts from that era that. Um, a guy named Arjun from overseas had brought. He bought him yeah. in a the Kiss Butterfield's Arjun. Ox. He was cool dude. Great guy. And uh, he brought those to display. It wasn't Vinny. Oh, okay. But but Vinny's displaying some of his old stuff, his old pants and stuff like that. And I could see you already making a face. For an extra yeah. 500 yeah. bucks, I'll let you sniff them. Mm. Yummy. Um, but, I, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. If somebody wants to spend that money on it, great. But – uh and I, st- but I'm still going to stand by. And like, and I've heard we talked to people that were there, 
at the birthday bash, and they claim he was there shredding. But uh, I did notice something, and this is, leads to another Cheese part of this. Salad. <laughs> this makes this also pertains to what I had in the notes. Um, apparently, <clears throat> the you know the secret Vinnie Vincent groups on Facebook, uh-huh. they are now public to read. Really, like they they're not they're no longer secret. So all the ones that. That we were like shouted yes. out of. There are now you can now read them. Oh, interesting. And I did. What brings the change? Well, because I need to sell five hundred dollar tickets. Why? Oh, why else okay. do you think? Otherwise, yeah, you're only preaching to the converted. Then. Yeah, because every like in every day there's a post. Be sure to don't miss the payment deadline of October fifth. So that way, hopefully, the rest of us that he's like okay. They have waited long enough. They, you know, now I'll allow them to right. be back. Well, it's just if we, they have five hundred. Yeah, bucks. we need to sell more tickets. So let's yeah. open the roofs up. But I took a spin through one of the groups, uh-huh. and like we talked to Nina, who was at the birthday bash the day after the expo, uh-huh. and she had talked about, oh yeah, he can shred again. We watched it and everything, and I've seen a few other people online talk about how they saw him shred. But I took a spin through that group, and one of the people that was there mentioned that they were in the lobby. Stephen was making them wait in the lobby, and they heard playing, and they uh-huh. thought it was a CD. And they got down into the room, and when they walked into the room, the lights were cut out, and they saw a silhouette of Vinny shredding. Didn't we talk about this once before? Like yes. the curtain, the smoke, yes. the silhouette? We did this. We talked about so this. So now I'm thinking. Like a year ago. Yeah, I predicted it. <laughs> Go back in the archives if yep. you don't believe us. We predicted this. Yes. We said that if we were there, we would pull down the curtain no matter what criminal offenses that would cause Pull out a us. police flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Show me so, your fingers. It's somebody else. It's not even him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a mannequin with the vest, and he's just yeah. moving it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So now I'm thinking, oh, well, wow. maybe he can't do it, and maybe it was a CD. It was a whole like Wizard of Oz thing yeah. you know, with the whole smoke and the poof yeah, and the, uh, behind the curtain he's pushing buttons yep. and moving this thing back and forth that's a mannequin with a wig on it yeah mm-hmm. we predicted all of this yeah and so now i'm wondering because you know nobody filmed anything at that i'm sure yeah he was smart unlike you know unlike what we talked about earlier with david lee roth Vinnie yeah. vincent made damn sure nobody had yeah. a camera in there but now i'm thinking is that and then i think i've heard that the there's going to be the no filming thing in place for this christmas thing of course so is it all just a thing of i'm going to pretend to play and get you people to pay hundreds of dollars yeah because you I'm, have to stay back here behind this roll yeah and i'll be up here on the other side of the room with lights shining down just right there'll be some smoke and a thin silk curtain uh-huh. pink pink curtain and i'll be behind it and i'll be rocking out and when i'm done then i will come out for a meeting that's what i'm wondering it's like why the need for the lights to be cut and there be a silhouette of him come on now (laughs) it's just like we knew this already and like i said a year year ago ago. like i said a year ago i won't believe it till i see it and i'm sure i'll not pay 500 dollars to see it it doesn't mean that much to me but if a video gets released i'll happily watch it but um but yeah, I don't know. I still think there's shenanigans being pulled here. Boy, it sure if that makes me like a hater, it. then so be it. Yeah, but I mean, when you're just looking at the things that have happened and things that were said, and oh, and I no, mean, hang on a I second. Don't know. It's it's a strange thing for sure. Hang on, hi Sphinx. I hope you're doing well because I know you listen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we heard about that on Torpedo Dudes. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm just a uh, hello because you clearly listen to us. Um, haters out. See. Yeah. Okay. So we got anything else? No, I don't think so. I think we've covered the most important news of the day. 
Okay. Everything is covered. Now people can go about their lives feeling informed, feeling empowered, and knowing that they are now aware of the importance of the events going on around them. We should win a Pulitzer Prize for the new noise concept that we came up with. I think uh, we might get sued by Cobras and Fire for kind of taking their idea. Well, this, this was their idea? Well, kind of. I mean, this is like generally the type of show they do. Every single week, though. Yeah. But we only do it specially every once in a right. while. Right. So we, can we sh- get the Pulitzer Prize. Okay. We'll share it with we'll them. We'll share it with them. Nobody listens to them anyway. Oh. <laughs> we can steal all their ideas and no one will ever know. Oh, we're going to hear from them. Nah, I'm just kidding. We love you guys. So I don't know. I guess that covers the news. You got anything else? I didn't got nothing I'm good. Um, why don't we play out with the new Michael Sweet tune? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So here For we go. For sure. Son of man. See you next week. See ya.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 